talking about are there different levels of punishment in hell and we were talking about how well hell is hell I mean a sin is a sin and you're going to go to hell if you don't repent and receive salvation and, and, and that's not your final destination because even hell should be cast into the lake of fire for those who reject the Lord and rejecting the Lord means that you're not obedient. You just you are disobedient. Right. I mean, you whether you lie, right. whether you say a lie, whether you commit murder. Right. I mean, you just won't receive the Lord. Like the Lord said, some people are the chiefest of sinners. He said, but you likewise have to repent. What you have to recognize is that you in and of yourself aren't worthy. And you have to repent and receive the spirit of the living God. You have to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's all he's saying. You have to humble yourself. It takes recognizing that you need to be saved. You cannot order your own footsteps. It takes recognizing that the Lord, he is God, and that you need him. And it takes loving the Lord. So if a person refuses that, then what is the opposite of love? Hatred. What is the opposite of life? Death. And I think a lot of people get that idea that maybe there might be different levels of punishment in hell because they say, I live a good life, I'm a good person, I don't, I don't do this, I don't do that, I, you know, and maybe I mean, they do lie, maybe they... Maybe there are different levels of punishment in hell, but once you're all in the lake of fire, I mean, what, what's that going to, good is that going to do you? I mean, it's so, <laughs> you not, what, suffering as, as much as, what, Mussolini? I mean, <laughs> what, uh, pain is personal. Your personal pain, the Lord knows how to get to you. And I know that um, when you read Luke chapter 10, Jesus talks about um, punishment. He compares a punishment. So, you know, when he sent the disciples out to preach the word, Jesus said that if the village rejects the gospel, I, I tell you that it would be more bearable on that day for Sodom than it would be for that town. Well, we have no idea what that and means. He speaks to Bethsaida and Chorazin, Chorazin, and it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. That's verse 14 of Yeah, he said 10. at the judgment, but we don't know as far as when the Lord puts death, puts hell, puts uh, that man of sin, false Satan, prophet, and all the demonic spirits, and he casts them all to the lake of fire. We have no idea 
It, you can't either. Just like we can't imagine the blessings that the Lord has for them that love him. He said you, you cannot even begin to picture uh, the, the blessings, the love that he has for us and the pouring out of his mercies that he's going to grant unto us. The same way those who obey the Lord in, their, in, in all his righteousness, we can't picture the blessings that God has in store for us. Those who reject the Lord, I don't believe they can begin to even picture the amount of suffering. So when you read those scriptures in Luke chapter 10, the level of punishment in hell seems to be tied to the amount of light that a person rejects or receives. Whether it is or isn't. But I don't know. And, and, and just like you were saying last week, you know, that rich man and the poor man, that, that was a sad truth about that, you know, where right. that rich man was in. And they hadn't yet reached the lake of fire. See you know what I'm saying? So and, we, he, and he wanted, he wanted uh, Lazarus to come and dip his, his finger in, and, into water and give and him a drink for his parched tongue. But the thing is, we don't know how because God has not given us that revelation except for this. He lets us know it's tormenting. It's, it's gnashing the teeth. It's no forgiveness. It's living without hope, without the presence of God, without any hope. I don't care what level you're on. And we know that he didn't want to be in there, that rich man. No. Because he, he said, go send, go send uh, people you know, to my brothers, and I'm sure that they'll repent and, and they'll change their mind. And he said, if they can't believe... Uh, the prophets that are there, they're not going to believe someone who returned from the dead. And said, how do we know this? How did he know that? Because they don't believe Jesus. And he rose from the dead. Yeah, I think too, it's like the only way you'll find out how hell is unless you go down there, unless you get sent down there, then you'll find out right. how how it is down there. Said, but, I don't want to know what hell is like. I mm -hmm. want to know what's, what, what paradise is like. I want to know what it's like to be in the presence of the Lord in all his glory and peace. I want to know what it's like to be with the elders crying, holy, holy, holy. I want to know in the, in the fullness of his mercy. So that's how I want to know the Lord. So now when people are wondering about hell, they may be wondering about whether or not they have humbled themselves before the Lord. So in Luke 12, the servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with, you know, Stripes, but the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with a few stripes. So, everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. That's what it says in verses 47 to 48 in Luke chapter 12. But whatever the degree of punishment in hell, it's clear that hell isn't is a place that you want to avoid. You don't want to be there. Nobody wants to be there. I get a kick out of people who say, you know, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to. There is no God. And someone I know keeps saying, every time he hears somebody say that, there is no God. And, you know, he's, he'll tell me that, well, that doesn't make any difference. He says he'll find out when he dies, and then it'll be too late. It'll be way too late when he dies. So unfortunately, the Bible says that most people will wind up in hell because it says that wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. 
and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And you can find that in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. And I think it, it, the, the scripture even says that it's, it's harder for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven than it is for a poor man. Right. So, well, the Lord is talking about when he says rich, he's talking about people who trust in their riches. And, uh, because there are poor people who, who uh, cut your throat <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and take true. your shoes off your feet while you lie bleeding. So he's talking about the, the spiritual aspect of a person. If a person trusts in their wealth, then they're not going to put their trust in the Lord. And so he's saying, and it's so easy for a person who's rich to fall into that trap because people cater to the rich. You know, they give them special privileges and they allow them a, a, a service that they won't, wouldn't give an ordinary person because they're looking at their money. They're looking at the, the opportunity that it presents, you know, for gain. You know, I was listening to how people, when they go abroad and uh, they find out that they're from America, you know, they, especially minorities, they get a special treatment because people assume they have money. That's why they're there. But if you're from other countries uh, that they consider to be poor countries, uh, they feel like they treat them with disrespect because they feel like they're a burden. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people who are rich, they get catered to, and that spoils them. They could, they, then they start to think they're entitled. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what you have to ask yourself is what road are you on? What road am I on right now? Uh, am I on the broad road? <laughs> am I on the, can I get in, you know, you know where it's talked about the wide gate and the broad road that leads to destruction? Are you on that road or are you on a different road that leads to Christ? You know, if you're on that broad road with the wide gate, that means that you have rejected the Lord, that you're going in your own way. Right. And, and the Lord is, you know, he said that there's only one way to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one that comes to the Father except through me. When, and when he said he's the only way, that's exactly what he means. Right. Yeah, and two, I look at the entertainment industry, and I look at how this rapper Little Nas X and how he, they make a mockery of what hell is like and um, how he... Um, made this video how he was like a fallen angel and then all of a sudden he just going down in the hill and start dancing and all on the, the devil and yeah, lap dancing and all that right. gonna thinking it's going to be like a party and some right. some people on Instagram have had um, once one Instagrammer had wrote on his, he said, if that's what hell is like, and then sign me up, I want to go down. Because they, they, they don't they, know what they're talking about. They take about. God's uh, mercy for granted. Because there is no hope. There is no joy. They're looking for pleasure. There is no semblance of that because God is not present in the sense of providing them hope. The yeah, Lord said you can make your bed in hell. He's there also, but he's not there to give you comfort. So there, there, you don't have a light. You don't have someone who is presenting you a way of escape. There, there is nothing like that. So there... There is nothing, when the Lord said weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's what it is. So you see this party, and that's deception. That's the enemy. Like the Lord said, they speak evil of things they don't know anything about. See, they know nothing about 
the, the torment, the suffering, except what the Lord has told us. And he told us it's, it's, it's going to be a, a very sad day. And he takes no pleasure in it. But people, because they go in their own way, and God cannot deny himself, if you go in the way of destruction and you take it willingly, then you're going to be destroyed. You're going into perdition. It's not because God is sending you there on purpose. It's because you have chosen that. God has given us a choice. The angels have choices. The Lord said the angels sin. So when people think about the angels, they're not uh, creations that God has made that just follow blindly after the Lord. They willingly serve the Lord, just like we do. They willingly yeah. do. So and they just, was willingly to follow the devil when right. he when it was he, a choice. Yeah, when he tried to um, try to think they was more than God and yeah. stuff like that, and they, like he God. said like a third of heaven went out. So right. they made that choice to follow they the, the enemy. Choice, like yeah. the Lord tells us, remember from which thou the rock from which you're hewn. Don't forget who saved you, who delivered you. You did not save yourself. You cannot deliver yourself. So think about what, how you feel now, you know, because there are some people that feel like they're really suffering, whether it's an illness or a mental illness, a physical illness, uh, whether it's poverty, whether it's whatever it is. I mean, you feel like you're really, some, some trials or some things that we go through, you actually say, I feel like I'm in hell. You know, because mm -hmm. it hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's anything compared mm -hmm. to what it will be oh, like. Oh, it can't be anything mm -hmm. compared to what it because it's God's wrath. You're trying to claw your way out of whatever you're in right now. I don't know how you're going to feel if you end up in hell. We got, we're in grace and mercy right now right. because... Um, you can be down today, and God can bring you out of right, that right at that right, right, right then and there. But right. and hell you, ain't right. hell ain't that. I mean, can you imagine like that's right. hell itself? Just to think you down there for all eternity, in day God's and night, wrath. forever in God's wrath, and you right. have no recourse. You can call on Him; He don't hear you. Right. That's hell in itself, right, right there. Yeah. So when we have. A, a chance when the people have to recognize that the wrath of God, you can't escape God's wrath. That's what that's what hell is. And so if he turns his back on you, which he does in that final day of judgment, it's not because he he did it because uh, out of spite or out of unfeeling uh, this, but he did it because a person, he rejected the way and because you rejected it, that's your choice. So it's something to think about. I want to move on to another topic somebody sent me, and that's the question is, is salvation by faith or by works, or is it by both? And um, Salvation is by faith. And, you know, I hear someone telling me sometimes that they listen to some preachers that are talking about you know, the, you do good to others, you be nice, you donate, you do give, you're charitable, you're, you know, you go on and on and on. But that is not what saves your soul. No, and I can't That's believe. community service. <laughs> right. That, that's all that is. Right. And I can't believe that, that, that they preach that when the Bible clearly says, you know, that you can give your, your body to be burned without charity, which is love, which is received through the Holy Spirit. You cannot... Say that you love the Lord or that he's the Lord, except you received him. So the salvation is by faith. Now, works to prove your faith 
you might do works, but salvation is by faith. You do works, why? For, to prove your faith. Like, say, for instance, when he told Abraham, told Abraham, you know, to sacrifice his son, and he said, uh, Abraham didn't withhold his only son. And the Lord was saying, so now, it's like you've proven yourself. That so, you have faith in me by right, doing that like, very by act. By doing, right. Yeah. So he tells you faith, you have to do it. He show me, James said, you show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith, not salvation. I'll show you my well, faith in this by art- my in works. This, in this article, it does say that, you know, there are Christians in many denominations, religions, cults, who claim to follow Jesus. And... Uh, it's like a critical question, but the Bible says in Romans 3, 28, 5, 1, and Galatians 3, 24, and James 2, 24, at first there appears to be a disagreement between Paul, who continually proclaims salvation by faith alone. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. But James, who claims salvation is by faith with works, and you can find that in James chapter 2, verses 17 to 18. However, James isn't disagreeing with Paul. Instead, he's saying that the true faith in Jesus will result in good works in the life of a believer. But the scripture that he gives, James didn't say that your salvation was based upon your works. James said your faith. So how did you prove? Salvation is by faith with works. No, salvation is by faith. Faith is proven by works. So that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Salvation is by faith, but your faith, how do you know that you have faith by doing? So how do we know we have faith? By doing. By, and that's considered to be works, by doing what the Lord requires. So, like, say, for instance, he's saying, you have to trust me. And so say, yea, Lord, I trust you. Then he says, okay, then you have to walk up right before me. So if you walk up right, that's doing. Okay, but a lot of people feel or think and teach that um, if you've got faith, then you have works. And works equals um, being charitable to people. It means helping the poor. It means but that's not sal- those who are... But works is a salvation. That's why he said you can give your body to and the that's nerd. That's work. That's why I want to talk, that's that's why I want to talk about this because... That's why I want to yeah. talk about this because it's, it's really mm-hmm. confusing to a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially when they listen to preachers on the radio or on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say that, you know, faith without works is dead. Right. So I want to define specifically what are the works. The works are the commandments of the Lord. There's two that he gave us, but, you, but that you only receive through uh, salvation. But your faith leads you to salvation. To love the Lord with all your heart, body, mind, soul, spirit, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, how do you get there? By faith, you say, Lord, I'm willing to do that. So you, by faith, your works is you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, whatever your will is, that's your works. You're showing your faith by going to the Lord and saying, I believe your promise, Lord. I believe that you told me that you died and you rose again. I believe that. So, Lord, save me. That's your works. That's your faith in what God's word has said. 
And then salvation, which the Lord paid for, you didn't suffer one hour. You did not one strike that, that we received. And nobody else meeting. did. Nobody else did. No right. saint. No. No one was able no to. No human being. Was no worthy. No. Um, no one. No one else in the Bible. Not even Paul. And he was right. beaten. Right. He was thrown in prison. He was. No one was worthy. No one was able to fulfill the law. Just the Lord. So we didn't pay for anything. When he hung on the cross, he paid for everything. Okay, so what if someone says that uh, they heard a, a sermon and it says that you should help the um, underprivileged, you know, and you know somebody, they don't go to church, you know that they're not saved, you know that. Um, and, and so then you give them food or you help them out financially or you, you know, that has nothing to do with salvation, number one. And number two, it has nothing to do with the works that the Lord means uh, well, kind you, of that's connected to salvation. So if you never did help that other people... Well, it, it means this. Like, say, for instance, if you know a person is in need, you don't shut up your vows of compassion. The works comes in believing your faith by saying, because Christ said that you have to love one another, and therefore you have to be mindful of one another, then your faith, the works of your faith is you show compassion and you help your brethren. But salvation is the saving of your soul. So you can still do that. You can still show compassion and still lose your soul, mm -hmm. is what the Lord is telling us. Because... He paid the price for salvation. You have to receive him for salvation. But you didn't earn salvation because you didn't die on the cross and you didn't suffer the pangs of death and you didn't bear everybody's sin and your visage wasn't changed to the point where you weren't even recognized and was more marred than any man uh, that lived. And you didn't have a spear pierced you, to your side. You didn't suffer that. Jesus did. Yeah, I just think that a lot of that stuff is just humanitarianism mm -hmm. and, and charitable, being a cheerful giver and community servant. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes. It's bad for someone, like yeah, maybe and, a neighbor or and something. And somehow churches and preachers, they substitute that for that salvation. And if you're not doing that, then something wrong with you. Or they'll use that in political circles, like um, you're not out here marching and protesting right, against police brutality. Then, then, you know, that's then that's not faith without works and all that type of right. stuff. That's not salvation. But now we have love. Now they use the word charity in the scripture. Let us know it's not charity as we see it, like giving your goods and your clothes to goodwill. That's not what the Lord is saying. He's saying the charity, the love of Christ. So when we receive salvation, we receive the love of Christ. And therefore, with that love, we show the compassion that the Lord uh, demands of us. But you can give, you can show compassion, you can show charity, you can do charitable works, you can do these things and not be saved. Because that's not salvation. You can even have faith. You can believe God. And you can actually act on it. And the Lord will honor your faith. But if you don't use that same faith to lead you to repentance, which is your work, that's what you're doing. You're making the effort to go to the Lord and repent. If you don't use that same faith, the Lord can work miracles through you, and you still die and go to hell. All right, so works is 
Being obedient. Right. Loving the Lord. And that should, that will. Loving your neighbor, and your neighbor is a, a saint. Another, a brother and sister in the Lord. A brother and sister in the Lord. You love your enemy, but you love the saint, you love your neighbor and, as yourself. And people use this loosely, your brother and sister in the Lord, you know, because everybody says, I love the Lord. I, I, I believe in God. I believe, but, you and know, if you, but they still don't. They might believe. But they're but, not, but they're not. Uh, made a new creature. They're not that's made. That's because you can believe something and not have the works. This is what James was saying. Now you can believe something and not have the works that leads you to faith. And your faith leads you to salvation, which is free. It's like if you see something that's free and you have to get to it, how do you get to it? The item is free, but how do you get there? You get there through faith, which means you have to put forth the effort. But the, the item that you're getting that's free, you haven't paid for it. Somebody else paid that car. Right. This is like even in the natural when some right. companies offer something for free. They paying the car. Right. We just They might tell you pull up in the parking lot in driveway B, you have to do that in order to get the free item. But mm. you haven't paid for Nothing. the item. Right. You put forth the effort, but that's not the item that it is mm. getting paid for. So with So so salvation makes you a new creature right. in Christ. Right. Salvation, um, it's like all the old stuff, all the things that you used to do, mm -hmm. whether, whatever it was, whatever is cuss. I mean, I don't care how small it was, cussing, swearing, lying. In your heart. Addiction, whatever, hatred, revenge, all that's gone. Right. All that's passed away, and you become a new creature in right. Christ. So. Uh, you live for Christ. You do as Christ. You were, are, you're obedient as mm -hmm, because you love the Lord. And when you love someone, and they put within you the authority to be like them, you and ever see children doing, try to be like their parents? Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, you're doing the works, showing that you're saved. When you that's when your, you're obedient, when, when you're, you love, when you're yeah, you're doing when you are actually being obedient to the Lord. You're showing through your faith. That's the works of your faith. That, that's your, the fruit right. that, you're, that you're showing. Right, because you can the also show... The fruit of your salvation. Right, because you can also show rotten fruit. Mm, corrupt yes, fruit, as yes. I said. <laughs> anyway, um, so that'll now, be... Don't forget, Satan believes in trembles, mm -hmm. but he does not go into works that will create faith because it's not in him. Anyway, that concludes our program for this week. Praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what was the earth, the world, founded on? And the answer is the sea, the seas. What? 